after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. We're bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. What? That's right, we're here to talk commercials. We're going to talk about good ones. We're going to talk about bad ones. And we're going to talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. Holy blast off! Away you go! My name is Andrew Walsh. That was an unpleasant sound. Yeah. <laughs> She's Genevieve Has. Hey, Vives. Hi, Andrew. That was an old That's one. That's what happens when you don't consult me on shit like this. <laughs> but it's relevant to today's topic, which is, is all about the Batman. The Dark Knight. The Cape Crusader. He has uh, a lot of names. He does. He's one of the most nicknamed superheroes. Yeah. Um, so you came across some video that was just recently posted by a YouTuber that kind of talks about the behind-the-scenes shoot of a, of a, of a Batman Pop-Tart commercial from the 90s, yes. right? Yes, and it got me thinking, Batman, has there been a lot of Batmans? Uh-huh. And so there's been a, um, a commensurate amount of Batman product tie-ins and, t- and tie-in commercials. And I'm assuming this is all because you've been spending time on Reddit again? As always. Okay, so I get all It's the font of all of my creativity these days. So we'll hear a little bit from this little uh, YouTube video uh, that inspired you. And then, yeah, you and I both spent the past few hours just looking at all kinds of commercials for weird Batman <laughs> Dark Knight tie-in through the years, going all the way back to the 60s, where you heard that little drop uh, through today. Uh, also, we'll check in with the ad 60s, council. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and, and today. Today, 2000s, 2010s, and today. Uh, Also, we'll check in with you guys, the Ad Council. Um, I see you have something in here that says you have a correction on something that I said. I don't think it's a correction. Well, I I disagree. I think it's a clarification. It was... That's very wrong. Anyway, we'll get to it. I think it's it. added information. I don't like to be corrected. It sickens you? It sickens <laughs> me. All right, let's get into this. Batman! Batman! You would think that with a show with such a specific topic like this and this song being out there that I wouldn't have spent much time choosing today's little intro music here. Yeah. I still spent way too much time on it just to end up with this one. I found a thing that was 10 minutes long that was every Batman movie uh, theme, including this one, which I guess was really more of a TV show, but every Batman theme song played on an electric guitar and it was like 20 minutes long because like he, he went through, he would play like the whole song. And like, uh-huh. and if, and you know, like the Batman, like the Bruce, the, the you know, the uh, Michael Keaton Batman, mm-hmm. he made several movies. He was actually playing the, like the Danny Elfman score theme. Yes, he's playing oh. the score. And then he plays like a separate version of it for the second Michael Keaton movie, even though it was essentially the same basic score, you know? So it was long. If there had been like a more fun version of like a medley, I would have had to use that. And meanwhile, I'm using this. Holy blast off! <laughs> So we don't have any standards. We could have used your song. Actually. Well, it was pretty bad and long. 
So let's set this up a little bit here. This is a YouTuber named Ariana Alexis. And um, she posted this. I, I, I'm tempted to over-explain it, but I think she explained yeah. it at the beginning of her little video. So let's take a listen. I think we can all collectively agree that Batman and Robin the movie was um, not exactly the best thing to happen to Batman's brand image. But there was one good thing that came out of it. And that was the Batman and Robin 90s Pop-Tarts commercials. Back in 1997, when the Batman movie came out, Kellogg's and the Batman franchise came together to make these Batman Pop-Tarts and advertise them. The interesting part of all of this, though, is that the Pop-Tarts commercials were better than the Batman and Robin movie. They had a very grand cinematic feel to them, with these massive sets and elaborate props, and a storyline that was actually more cohesive than the film that they were based on. And funny enough, my dad actually wrote and art-directed these commercials. <laughs> so, okay, you're a little biased, but actually... We, the, the video goes on to show all of the footage that he captured, or little bits and pieces of footage yeah, for about just five kind of, minutes. It's just or kind of a fun behind the scenes look at the people who made the ad, and like the you know you get to see them do the actors doing the things, and then like you know what it looked like in the final production. Mm -hmm. And he, she is right about this. While I, I will say that she's making fun of the original movie for not being coherent, or the original Batman and Robin movie for not being coherent, I would say that her little montage that she put on YouTube isn't especially coherent either. But she is right that when you see the scale of the sets that they built for this 30-second Pop-Tart commercial... It's astounding. Yeah, it's really amazing. I would love to know what the budget for this was. It's very cinematic. And so actually, is now the time where we should just actually maybe play the audio of the commercial? Or yeah. you want to set it up? Well, we'll set it up a little bit. If, you are, uh, if you're old enough to both remember the Bat Batman and Robin movie and foolish enough to have spent money to go see it, <laughs> um, you'll remember that it was... It took like the Burton t kind of universe, and I think this was Joel Schumacher who oh, made this yeah. one. Somebody like, but there's a lot of crossover between that. It was an ex it, was it was a continuation of the franchise. Yeah, it was the same yeah. franchise, but with the Schumacher version of the universe or of Gotham, it got more cartoonish, and the angles were more crazy, and the the buildings were more insanely scaled to the people. So it was just like it went just way over the top and took what was a cartoonish universe and made it like absurdly so. Mm -hmm. And of course, the I mean, it was like the George Clooney Batman. And who were some of the, the bad guys in this? Is this Mr. Mr. Freeze? Freeze. So you got okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. Um, I don't think this was the Jim Carrey one. I think that was the the Christian. Or sorry, the um, the Val Kilmer Batman and the oh. George Clooney Batman are both real bad. Yeah, and the villains were all like pretty terrible. And I think uh, maybe uh, it's maybe Poison Ivy in this one. Oh, okay, yeah, Uma yeah, Thurman as Poison Ivy. I mean, you know. These are all huge yeah. names, but it, it was, it was a, still a huge franchise at this point. Yeah, it was a huge franchise, and then they pretty much killed it. I mm -hmm. think this was the end of it, uh, of this version of mm -hmm. the universe. So anyway, all that is to say, the commercial set looks very much like that movie set. It's like the angles are all like very extreme, looking up at things. It's like very blue uh, filtered with like huge looming buildings. Um, and like very like sharply angled close-ups of people for all of the acting. And in this one, they need Batman because right. something's going down. So they go to turn on the big bat signal light, but somebody's cut the power. Yeah. You'll know that because somebody's going to yell, somebody cut the power. <laughs> yeah, the cops go to the roof to do the bat signal. 
they can't get the bat signal and then a kid comes bursting through the door with his pop-tart and a kid with a pop-tart to the rescue basically yeah and i think this is visual so we'll just explain the whole thing spoiler before i play the audio the kid somehow decides that he can take he comes in with his pop-tart but then he takes bites out of it he right he bites it into a bat symbol shape yes. and then he holds it up to a flashlight and that creates enough of a bat symbol that it fills the sky with And see, don't you really symbol. think that the real hero here is the flashlight? Because that's super powerful. It must be, yeah. It's like more powerful than the sun or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, certainly as powerful as the spotlight on top of <laughs> right, the Gotham Tower or whatever it is. But I got to say, it is very compelling visually. Yeah. Batman. Someone cut the power. Huh? What do we do? I'll handle it. Flashlight. Batman and Robin, the movie, is now invading your favorite Kellogg's Pop-Tarts with Batman and Robin, Batgirl, and Mr. Freeze Sprinkles, straight from Gotham City to your toaster. It was the one with Batgirl who was um, uh, Alicia Silverstone, yes. I think. Um, because I think if Poison Ivy was in this, she would have had her own flavor too, right? Probably. Um, I really do get those two completely mixed up. Now, um, our friend, Ariana Alexis, who tipped us off to this via her YouTube uh, page, um, mentioned her dad's commercials. She kept saying it in plural, yet that's the only Pop-Tarts Batman and Robin tie-in we could find. But you found another one for Eggo Waffles, and they're both Kellogg, right? So we can probably believe that this... Part of the same, I think it's same ad buy and, yeah. and production and right. stuff. So I don't remember. Although this I, one is not as um, like elaborate. Yeah, and it's more. So this one takes pop tarts out of the kitchen and into the Gotham e City. You know, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, the the one we just heard. It's not like your typical breakfast thing where somehow they bring the characters into the kitchen while the kids are eating cereals or pop tarts oh, I see, or something. Yeah. This next one is more classic. It's Eggos, and I don't remember the details of this, but it takes place in the home in yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, they're right? in the home, and somehow Mr. Freeze freezes everybody. And of course, you know, Eggos longstanding premise has been you know grabbing the ego first out of the toaster before the rightful owner of the ego can get it or you know basically fighting over the ego like that was the ego. original catchphrase then they shortened it to lego my ego actually <laughs> thank you yes. um so anyway in this uh story the family all gets frozen somehow by some freeze ray except for the little boy who then snatches the ego waffle and then like rudely waves it, flaunts it in the face of his frozen and iced over family members. It's kind of grim, actually. <laughs> this just in, Dr. Victor Freeze is casting his icy chill all over Gotham City. All right, everyone, chill. Now everyone's frozen but the kid. Hey, I got the ego. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, what a little punk. His family, by the way, is still alive in the ice, and they can see this Eggo happening. Waffles. Part of a good breakfast, too tempting for words. Only Batman and Robin could melt this freeze. Take your turn, guys. Oh, my God. What a little asshole. Yeah, and you did hear Arnold in there, but you did not see him. That must have been, I'll bet you that was a line from it the was. movie. Yes. 
Yeah. I know how this stuff works. (laughs) I got a podcast about commercials. Okay. So those are the original ones that got us started here. Um, Now I see this next one. I haven't watched this one, but what a headline. It is great. (laughs) This is is from the 1960s uh, when the Batman was Adam West and it was the cornball TV show. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so classic. And while... While he was Batman, he didn't actually do a lot. I would have thought he would have done a ton of commercials. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was such a. It wasn't like the show was was above being silly. I mean, it was meant to be silly. So I thought, you know, why not have him advertise, you know, whatever like mm-hmm. rice aroni. But um, the only thing I could find, the only evidence I could find of a thing that he did as Batman while Batman, um, was this advertisement for U.S. savings bonds. It's a public service announcement, and it is uh, at the behest of Lyndon Johnson. Oh, wow. Who you see a picture of in this thing. So you're going to hear him talking. This is Adam West dressed fully in the, you know, the Batman costume Um, (laughs) and uh, talking to the camera about to all the boys and girls about buying these U.S. savings bonds. Hello, boys and girls. I have a special message for you from the president of the United States. Let me read it to you. I salute the boys and girls who are buying United States savings stamps and bonds through the Treasury School Savings Program. They're learning the lessons of practical citizenship and of wise money management. And they're giving important support to the cause of freedom and the men who fight for us in Vietnam. That message is on this wallet-sized U.S. savings bonds pledge card, which you'll get in school as soon as you begin to buy U.S. savings stamps. Let's get started today. What do you say? Wow. Right? And that little card he holds up has those that thing that he just read and a little like headshot of Lyndon Johnson. Was this the last time we had war bonds, I assume? I mean, never in in like my life that I know of, right? I don't I guess so. I mean, we've had wars since then and maybe there was but I don't remember ever seeing anything advertised to to fund those wars. I'm really embarrassed. I, I don't even know how that would work. So little boys and girls would save their money or whatever their change and they'd they'd bring it to school and yeah. maybe they'd all put it in a in a jar and then on behalf of their school they'd be able to buy a, a bond. That's not my impression. No? I mean I these do he's used the phrase saving stamps yeah. and also and, and bonds sort of interchangeably here. But I wonder if saving stamps were like something you could buy for very little money. To get everybody in on it. To get everyone has a little piece of it, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's just sort of a way of, you know, it's it serves several purposes. It they get You get a little, you get some money, but you also sort of like inculcate this notion of this is a patriotic way to save and earn money. Because of course you earn like some fixed, small fixed amount of interest on a savings bond. And um, I cut it off a little bit too soon. Then the camera uh, backs away in the Bat Cave and Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones starts playing, I yeah. believe. Right? And then it gets real freaky. <laughs> it's real freaky. No, what happens is the, the um, camera kind of shifts over and zooms in on a poster that's or like a flyer that's hanging on the Bat Cave wall. And of course, the Bat Cave wall, it is supposed to be like a rock, but it's plastic it's and so shiny plastic-y. it's just like the sets of yes, the tv show exactly. uh, and the flyer says share in america with u.s savings bond through school savings that's interesting a little piece of americana for you yeah I'm pretty wild glad huh? i didn't see that before the show because yeah. that, that might be one of the most interesting ones in here 
um, just going from Eggo waffles to the Vietnam War. Yeah. Um, okay, let me go back to breakfast. Let's go back to breakfast. <laughs> I don't even really have much to say about this commercial. I only threw it in here because it was the first thing I thought of when you told me about the idea for today's show. Um, I, Batman, the 1989 movie, was one of the first cultural phenomenons, I'd say, that I really took part in. The first one being the California Raisins, which is well-documented on the show, and I yes. would say even paved the path to me starting this podcast with you. Um and then the next one was Batman, but this is an embarrassing story. I'll tell the shortened version because I've told it a lot on various podcasts. But, I mean, it's so embarrassing that the world blew up in 1989 for the Batman phenomenon, right? Everybody right. was into it. And then I began to get into it having never read a Batman comic book and not even seeing the movie right away. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Well, I I did see it in the theater yeah. the first time, but I'm pretty sure that I somehow got swept up into Batman mania before I even went to the theater to see it. I think I was I think they just call it Batmania. Batmania? Batman mania. Batman mobile. <laughs> um, and then, but I knew nothing about Batman and you know this story. You've heard me tell it a hundred times. Um, and I remember I'm with my mom and my dad, and we're watching the Batman movie. And at one point, we see Bruce Wayne, and he's kind of down in the Batcave, or he's certainly like in his basement. There's a lot of computers around, and it looks like the Batcave. It's a tight shot. Yeah. But he is in, he's clearly surveilling his guests from some remote <laughs> right. location in his mansion. And I feel like it was around that time that I turned to my dad, who, as I recall it, was sitting to my left and said, I think Batman is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I've heard that story a hundred times. It always makes me laugh. And I'll never know if what my dad's reaction was to that was. You were born in 76. I was at least 13. Yeah. yeah. That's what... Or 12. You were probably 12. 12. Yeah. Um, and also like... In, like how did you never watch the old series? Like we... It seems stupid. It Well, it was stupid, but like as a kid... Stupid, but it was theater. Stupid. It was... <laughs> Stupid was, you know, I love, like, I love the old, like, Bewitched and I Dream of Genie and, you know, Batman, like those, and, and the, even the, um, the Superman with, uh, what's his face? The black and white Superman. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Like George Reeves. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I loved all that old TV from that 650s and 60s era. And I'm just shocked that you weren't into that. I did watch a lot of the things you talked about. I did not watch the old Superman. Actually, that might not be true. I think I have a vague memory of Sunday mornings watching the old Superman reruns from time to time. But just never watched the Batman TV show. It just seemed really stupid to me. And, and it wasn't a cartoon. And yet it contained and it pertinent information. Yeah. So anyway. Now who's stupid? But I think the especially embarrassing part is I was already like consumer tainting myself like crazy. <laughs> you just went to the... see the movie because you're like, I got to find out who this Batman guy is. I was like, I got to justify literally the Batman cards I'm collecting, which I still have, by the way. And actually found a place that still sells them in our neighborhood and was buying some recently. Uh, unopened packs of oh, Batman God. cards from the 80s. Uh, 90s. Um, anyway, so one of, all of that is to say one of the products that I got sucked into was the Batman cereal. And we weren't really allowed to eat sugar cereal in our house, but my parents carved out weird exceptions that I'll never fully understand. And maybe it was just my 
obviously long-running fandom of Bruce Wayne and Batman sure. <laughs> that led them to make this exception. I think it was just like this yellow, like kind of corn puff with a little bit of sugar in it. Um, and so here is the commercial for Batman cereal in like 1989, 1990. The adventure continues now with Batman, the cereal. Slow him down. Nothing can stop him from bringing it to you. It's here. A smashing taste. Now that's not really James Earl Jones, is it? I don't think so. It sounds like a blue, doesn't it? Yeah. Batman cereal. That actually has a um, copyright on it, 1989. Uh, it used a lot of footage from the it's mostly no, footage from the movie, but no people. I noticed, like oh, right. no actors. It's mostly the Batmobile yeah. or the Batman mobile driving <laughs> through the streets and, you know, like shooting the shooting the hole in the wall so he can drive through it, which is right. from the movie. And then at one point you see it when you heard me laugh there, there's like a bowl of Batman cereal, which is pretty it lo- it looks pedestrian it looks, looking. It's like bright yellow it's like the bat yellow from yeah. that from that movie and then a spoon goes plunging down yeah. into it and cereal kind of spills all over i'm like why would you do that batman the cereal is like beyond parody to me yeah well actually if you don't mind then can can i skip ahead because to me this is really like a, a parody right here this summer it's six flags yes. great adventure answer the call to batman the ride the air below, the sky above. You have the ride of your life when you fly Six Flags only. Suspended, outside, looping, nothing like it on Earth experience. The time is now. Come answer the call to Batman the Ride at Six Flags Great Adventure. I agree with you that anything that has like the ride, the uh-huh. cereal, the motor oil, you know, like <laughs> is hilarious. But in the defense of Batman the Ride, at least like it's sort of a, there's like a, there's a logical connection between what happens in the movie and what you get, the feeling you get from the ride. It's a thrill ride. Mm-hmm. It's adrenaline. You know, like, cereal, harder to make that case. I mean, it is going to raise your blood pressure, but I think it's <laughs> primarily the sugar and carbohydrates. It's going to give you a rush. Yeah. Um, I just did a little bit of background on Batman the Ride. Uh, the poster, tar- the cereal. <laughs> exactly. Batman, the movie, the poster, the ride, the cereal. Um, this was at Six Flags, and there's a whole bunch of them because Six Flags used to be owned by Warner Brothers. So they oh, had a lot of crossover rides, and they had something called Batman stunt shows. I don't know a lot about that. Sure. Stunt shows were very big and at theme parks back really? then. Yeah. I never went to a stunt show. I did. I went park. to one. I don't remember what theme park this was, but it was like an Old West I don't know. I think that the park was universally Old West themed, but there was some like Old West neighborhood uh, in the you know area in the mm-hmm. park, and they had like a you would go and it would be like for twenty minutes, guys in cowboy outfits would like fire at each other, and they would fall off of you know the roofs of uh, the like the saloon, and you know pow pow pew pew pew. I don't want to ruin your childhood, but do you know that they were actually. Sentient robots (laughs) who remembered every time they died. It doesn't look like anything to me. (laughs) So here's a little bit on uh, Six Flags Batman rides. Astro World, now closed famously in Texas, had a standing roller coaster called Batman the Escape. 
Arlington, Texas had Batman, uh, the ride, the escape. (laughs) They had Mr. Freeze and Batman, the ride. I don't Mm -hmm. know what Mr. Freeze was. Uh, In Mexico City and in Illinois, they had uh, Batman the Ride. Uh, St. Louis also had twin roller coaster called Batman and Robin the Chiller. And you get to uh, like choose whether you're going to ride the Batman or the Robin train, I think. Who chooses Robin? I think a lot of people would choose Robin. Really? That's like the most beta thing you've ever said. Well, I'm kind of a sidekick for a living. Like, honestly, I was like, well, if there was like a Luke and Andrew ride, some people would want to ride my train. <laughs> that's true. I, I, I get that. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's the most beta thing I've ever said. And, okay. And then I thought this was interesting. In Australia, they have a motion simulator style ride and they have something called the Batwing Space Shot, which is a vertical free fall ride, which sounds like something you would do. Yeah, I've been on a bunch of free falls. Um, you know, it you you sit in like a chair and it goes way up a tower, and then you sit there, and that like the the scary part is waiting for it. Yeah. Um, let's go back to food. Drop. Was this t- uh, the Taco Bell one? Was that yours or mine? I think that was yours. Anything to really say about this? I don't know. Um, let's see here. This is oh, this is just like Batman cups. This is the original Batman movie again. Can we can we talk about the the hilarious one for McDonald's? Yeah, let's just get the 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 uh, Taco Bell one. It's just for like Batman cups, like the big plastic cups yeah. you could get. There's nothing really to say there. So let's start with this McDonald's one, which is pretty okay. normal. This is from the 1992 Batman Returns, which is um, Michael Keaton still. Oh, it looks like this is also cups. I haven't seen this yeah, one. Yeah, this is this is real basic. This is just like Batman. Get a cup, and it has a Frisbee for the top that's a Batman-shaped... Well, I'll let McDonald's tell you. Are they still doing cups? I don't know. I mean, they do them at the movie theaters. Yeah. You can get, like... You could get, like, an Avengers cup at the movie theater. Well, we did. I mean, we went to the... But, you know, it's not so sturdy that you would save it, but it's, like, plasticky enough that you can get two... You can get a refill of soda, and then it can just ruin the oceans. Right. As opposed to ruining your gut with the wax coming off and and you drinking it. So this is is Batman Returns from 1992, which, again, was still Michael Keaton, still um, uh, Tim Burton. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll just let McDonald's tell you about it. If you always wanted to get your hands on Batman... Drop into McDonald's, where Batman Returns is on a dramatic series of 32-ounce collector cups with flying frisbee bat disc lids straight from the movie. Flying frisbee bat disc lids. I remember that. And this really does have Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. And it's not just shots from the movie. Yeah, I think she might have actually had to do something for this McDonald's ad. Yeah, that's really her. You can tell that they uh, kind of. It's not just cut from the movie, I don't think. doesn't look like it. Or they got a stunt double to do enough work mm. to make, to like have her. That might be make in more it. sense. I find it hard to believe they got Michelle Pfeiffer. But they for... got some new footage of a cat woman. I don't think McDonald's has the money to I, hire To hire an Michelle actress. Pfeiffer. <laughs> right. I don't know why I'm being so difficult on that point. Yeah, but it actually seems really off brand for an actress like that to have been, to have done 
a separate cut for the for McDonald's cup, ad. For McDonald's for, cups. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, this was huge. I mean, bat disc frisbee notwithstanding. Yeah. I do remember that. I think I might have even gotten one of those at one point. No joke. Um, so, oh, okay. okay. So it's kind of silly. Mm-hmm. And, and the bat disc frisbee made me laugh. But then this is a couple years later. Batman Forever. Batman What's the Forever. deal with Batman Forever? That's Val Kilmer. Okay. And so I'm just looking it up. So the Nicole year Kidman is, is in this one. 19, the year is 1995. Tommy Lee Jones is in this one as the uh, as Two Face. Okay. Um, Joel Schumacher. It's still Joel Schumacher. Uh, you got Jim Carrey as the Riddler, I believe. I'm graduating from high school around this time, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure I have most of the um, Batman universe dialed in. I'm now very secure that Batman and Bruce Wayne are the same person. (laughs) I'm now telling all my friends the secret. But you're like, but I think Harvey Dent is a good guy. (laughs) He was for a while. I got some bad news. Put on some fresh gear. Slide in your ride and jet for a super break. There's a new hero in the house. McDonald's superhero break. It's going on with tomatoes, lettuce, three juicy all-beef patties, American and Monterey Jack cheese, all on a hero bun. Hurry, it won't be here forever. So drop in to Mickey D's for a real break. This taste of the month is mad fly. Have you had your break today? So that's urban. Yes. <laughs> like, that is so weird because it's not... It's in By no the way, way, I say that sarcastically. Yes, it's clearly going for like... I mean... This is Mad Fly. Right. Was not, it's not like that's not a reference to Batman Forever. It's, and it's not really a reference to McDonald's. It's some other third layer. It's just what is it? That it's just they've like, it's added just like a, to this. It's just like a cool guy. We're just a cool, just cool cat <laughs> chilling here, thinking about our Mickey D's. Um, also, th- they kind of buried the lead on this, which is to say three hamburger patties. Uh, and, and it's on a uh, hoagie Like on style. a hoagie bun. Yeah, which is interesting. Although, I gotta say, before I start throwing stones here, when I go to McDonald's, on the rare occasions I do now, but always in the past, I would always get the double quarter pounder. And I'll bet you these are not quarter pound patties. Probably these not. These are the small patties. And I'll bet you a million bucks there's more meat on a double quarter pounder than three like regular size McDonald's patties, so that's I want to I want to be careful about yeah. about that. But uh, yeah, that's a really weird tie-in. It's like it's such a, it's tonally so weird. But I kind of like it. It's actually up there on my list of these so far. That's I cool. gotta say, I think the Vietnam one is my favorite. That one's amazing, right? Really blew my mind. Um, okay, so what else? We're skipping uh, Taco Bell because not much to say there. Although I thought I remember those cups glowing in the dark, and they didn't say anything about them glowing in the dark in the commercial. Well, let's let's move on to a more modern era. Let's talk Christopher Nolan. Okay, let's talk Christopher Nolan. Um, by the time we get to Christopher Nolan, of course, Batman has become much more gritty, much more realistic, less cartoony, um, and accordingly the product tie-ins are more like grown-up kinds of products you still get your there's a mountain dew in here but it's much more like you know car like chrysler and cell phones and shit like that please tell me there's a why so cereal <laughs> i wish that would be amazing that would be great. actually you know what would be good to look at let's look at um this this is a crazy one for nokia and verizon and i'm gonna have to describe it to you um, I almost wonder if this didn't air in the U.S. It's so bizarre. Mm. Um, it's the um, the title of this ad is Dynamic Duo. Um, and it starts in like a couple's sort of like nice loft type 
apartment or house, whatever, wherever they live. Um, and the, the dude is just like a regular dude, but he's sleeping upside down. Like he's wearing just like regular clothes, but mm-hmm. he's like sleeping upside down. Like he's a bat. Mm-hmm. Um, like Michael Keaton does in the first one. Right. And he like, he wakes up, he flips down, you know, like a, I guess like Michael Keaton does or like a bat does. I don't know. Um, and he's got like a blanket around his shoulder. So he's sort of caped, but mm-hmm. it's not like a black blanket or anything. And then he sees that, and maybe there, maybe I'm missing some element to this commercial to explain the plot, but he sees that his black hoodie that also has bat ears is hanging up and he, he looks at his wife and she's sitting in the mirror, like of her vanity and she's like put on her lipstick like she's the Joker. She, she's put on sort of okay. Joker makeup. And he suddenly realizes that he is Batman and he lives with the Joker. And this is for Nokia. And this is for Verizon and Nokia. Okay, I haven't seen this one I yet. know, it's so I was weird. actually hanging on your every word. So I was like, where's this going? I don't know. The answer is I don't really know where it goes. <laughs> All right, let's take a listen. But he flips down. His wife wakes up. She gets out of bed. She looks kind of uh, annoyed. She's kind of got that long hair that's kind of shoulder length. It, it, you know, Sort of Joker length Kind hair. of Joker Keith length. Heath Ledger yeah. Joker length. He sees his bat cloak. Honey, what's this? War. So. <laughs> she says war. Yeah, so what I think is happening is. Even this makes zero sense, by the way. He's does he's sleeping upside down, but then when he sees that his he sees that he has a bat cloak, which he apparently doesn't recognize, and he says, "What is this?" And she says, "War." And she looks over her shoulder, and she streaked her yes. makeup, so she's got like a real Joker. And smile. now I'm remembering what what this is really for. It is Comcast Verizon, but it's for some Batman themed or Dark Knight themed game, which. You can play With on your Nokia probably against flip somebody. phone. This is a flip phone oh, I'm wow. saying at the end here. Let's take a listen. The fight for Gotham City is on. Take sides and play to win a Dark Knight getaway. Text no. that to 41414 or visit us online from Nokia and Verizon. Sorry to sorry to correct, but no, it's not a video game. It's some sort of a, 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 contest, oh, a contest you can enter. I see. To, and, and, and they're showing scenes from the movie on the flip phone at the end, which I didn't know you could watch movies. On oh, your, I misunderstood what they meant phone. by play. Okay. Um, okay, that's I, I, kind of intriguing, actually. Yeah. When you see the visuals, but you're right, it's a little bit, it's a little bit bonkers, but it's just a tie-in. I don't think we're supposed to maybe overthink it too much. They didn't know that we were going to be. There's going to be a whole podcast about it when they made that commercial. What about Mountain Dew? Dark <laughs> Dark Knight Rises Mountain this Dew. This is a, yeah. That this, sounds like a flavor Mountain Dew would have. It sure does. Um, this ad has zero talking until the very end. What I think there's a voiceover. What you're seeing is. In slow motion and reversed is like a big fight scene from either. I don't think it's really from the movie, but it looks like it's from the Dark Knight mm. Rises. But it's like the fires, you know, retreating back into the explosion. The people who are falling off the roof are going back up. Batman's like pulling his fist back from a punch. Okay. So this whole fight scene is happening in reverse. And then with the very end, we get to a guy drinking a Mountain Dew, and for some reason, he made all that happen. Go inside Gotham City. 
Under every cap of Mountain Dew, there's a code. And then when he puts the cap on, it all disappears. Now that doesn't make any sense. I feel like it's supposed to. Why is the fight scene in reverse? What does that mean? I don't know. Wait, hold on. Okay. If we're watching all of this in reverse and then he puts the cap back on, I think that your brain is supposed to reverse engineer that. And we've just watched the entire thing, including him drinking that in reverse. So really, if you were to watch that commercial as we see it in reverse now, he opens up the oh, thing of Mountain Dew and, it cre- and, then and it unleashed it all of this stuff. A forward moving, incredible fight scene with Batman. It's still dumb. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make me want to drink Mountain Dew necessarily. And I mean, I do want to drink Mountain Dew. Can I be clear yeah. about that? I see a picture of but Mountain Dew and I do want to drink it. Right. right. I mean, the, the picture of the bottle at the end, I guess, sure. made me want to drink Mountain Dew. I do like some Mountain Dew. Um, can we talk about uh, this? We've talked about this before. I think we talked about it for the Super Bowl, in fact. Um, but the Super Bowl had an ad for Turkish Airlines that was tied in with the Batman versus Superman, which mm-hmm. is, of course, the Henry Cavill and uh, Ben Affleck uh, shit show. And this was so weird. This actually weren't I think, there a couple of them too? Because yeah. some of them have Jesse Eisenberg. Some as, of them uh, had Lex, Lex Luthor. Luther. Yeah, they had a whole a whole campaign. Um, but the premise of these commercials is like full on that like Gotham is real and Metropolis is real right? and that like the and it's just an ad to travel to these fictional destinations on Turkish Airlines. And it has it has like the real Ben Affleck, you know, he he really is in this ad. He's not like mm-hmm. just being borrowed from the footage of the uh, of the movie. I remember when this came out and we were doing, I think, our Super Bowl show, and I felt like it was confused and dumb and over the top, but it never made the payoff. I want to see if I still feel that way because I have a weird suspicion. Because I have a weird suspicion that I might feel differently about it now. Because now in my brain, I'm sort of thinking, is it the worst idea? What if you were in the Marvel Universe too? What if Turkish Airlines flew to... Um, Ah. Well, the problem with well, the problem with the Marvel universe is that it tends to take place on Earth in real destinations, like New York is. But what about like, why am I New Asgard? Then, I, what is, yeah, or yes, and what about um, Black Panther? Oh, Wakanda. Wakanda. Yeah, that's not real. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that right? would, that actually worked pretty well. Yeah. Okay, so this one is a minute long. Let's take a listen. As the airline that flies to more countries than any other, Turkish Airlines is pleased to announce. A new destination, Gotham City, a city that's risen above its past to become a thriving urban center. Thanks to a significant grant from my company, Wayne Enterprises, Gotham is being restored to its former glory. From the legendary Gotham Opera House to the nightlife of the new Bowery, take a trip to a city that never stops. Discover why Gotham City is great again. And who knows, you may even catch a glimpse of a local celebrity. There's never been a better time to visit our great city. So book your flight now on Turkish Airlines. And then it's just like a promo for the movie where Batman and Superman fight. I I don't remember exactly what I said about this. I think I was down on it. But it's I, honestly better than the movie. I think I think I was being a pill. And <laughs> I think I was being obtuse. It's it's clearly like an. Can over I get the, the Can top. I get a drop of you saying that? <laughs> sure. Learn how to learn how to use the editing equipment, and it's on tape. Right. I now. decline. <laughs> it's not worth it. Um, 
But uh, yeah, no, that's that's funnier than I remembered it being. It's, yeah, you know what? I think you and I get a little bit cranky about Super Bowl commercials. True. I think we we look at them in the in the moment with a very very critical lens because we're kind of sick of Super Bowl commercials. I think too, this like one you, is kind you were of also not we're grading it. on a curve in mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, yeah. meaning that some yeah. have to like fall on the on the negative side of the curve, and so you know, Super Bowl everybody brings their A game or what they think mm-hmm. is their A game, but. We're gonna like some more than others, and it's gonna push others. I feel like down the the pile. Yeah, and I'm also liking this now, kind of based on because that one's funny, and I think that like uh, you need more than just two destinations. Like if this had something, if this was something that could have gone on for a long time and could have included other fictional places, whether it's DC, Marvel, or even just like other right. places from cartoons, other uni- whatever. Other fictional universes. But they're right. all in this parody of uh, of like serious travel commercials. Yeah. I actually think it's a good idea and I'm, I'm mad at myself for, I feel like I almost missed the joke if I recall. But again, that was 2016, so I don't remember exactly what I said. Well, yeah. Opinions change. Before I saw that um, Vietnam one that you played earlier, this was the campaign that I found the most fascinating. Have you clicked on these yet? Have you no. watched these? So in 2000, OnStar, the um, kind of emergency like beckoning system that General Motors put in its cars right. as a feature, like if you get into trouble on the road, you push OnStar, it's a, a, a voice says, "Hey, how can I help you?" And you say, "I got a flat tire. I'm on the, I'm on the five. You know, um, well, they created six commercials, very like highly produced. They seem like mini Batman movies with. N- they had no tie to any of the movies. They just what? have a Batman actor, um, I like didn't- a not an actor connected to any of the other." Movies? Any of the movies? I even went to his Wikipedia page, um, and he's only he's just known a freelance Batman. Uh, hold on, one. How second they even here. get the rights from DC? <laughs> well, they, they bought them and they I paid a lot so. of money. Apparently, I mean, this whole campaign has its own Wikipedia page. It says that they spent. I'm shocked that DC would do that. Would let the brand do that? You know, I mean, I understand tying in the movies with lots of different products because you want those the the uh, sponsorship dollars, but like. I mean, I guess it's. I guess money is money. Um, according to Wikipedia, here uh, the actor portraying Batman is Bruce Thomas, and Bruce Thomas. When you go to his, Wikipedia ooh, did I just page, see Curtis Armstrong plays the Joker? Yeah, yes, I was going to surprise you with that. Oh, and one I love of these, Curtis Armstrong. He plays Booger in Revenge of the Nerds. I saw him in a coffee shop in Los Angeles, and it was the. I was really took all of my willpower not to go in and like bother him. I don't remember the name of the coffee shop, but I do know that it was uh, next door to the Browns Bar. That's right. I was watching the Browns game, and you went across, the, or you went next door to get some coffee. Um, the actor who plays. Uh, Batman is Bruce Thomas and according to his Wikipedia page he's an American actor known for playing the uh, character of Batman in a series of commercials <laughs> for General Motors on Star Wow! Yet he's got his own Wikipedia page. Do you see how like this campaign of six commercials create, or there's somebody on Wikipedia who's just really into them. Yeah. Um, he was also featured in Legally Blonde as well as its sequel, Legally Blonde 2, oh, Red, I, White, the, and Blonde, as the UPS guy. Yeah. Is that a big role in that? It's a pivotal role. Really? Yeah. I oh, mean, I thought that was just going to be like a quick walk-on. It is a pivotal. I've never seen those movies. 
I mean, it's if you've seen the movies, then you remember who he was. Okay. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Um, so I think that's pretty... Oh, he was also in the... He's uh, very square-jawed, so I get why he would be cast as a Batman. He was also on the sitcom Wings and the show Weeds. Uh, but you're right. Um, you, you do have Booger, who plays the Joker on one of these. You also have, in this first one I'm going to play for you, which is uh, called Batcave, you have Alfred, played by Michael... I'm going to say Go... But it's the guy who played Alfred in the original 1989 and up through, I think, the first five movies. Oh, the yeah. Because to me, he'll... I mean, I love Michael Caine, but to me, Michael Goh is like, really, he's my Alfred. That's how I feel, too. So oh, Can here. I tell you a hilarious yeah. trivia before I Please, forget? Yeah. So Adam West, the original, the Batman from the TV show, mm-hmm. um, during when the Tim Burton movies were being made, Tim Burton wanted to get him, Adam West, to play... The dad, you know, who dies. Um, the, the, the dad of Batman. <laughs> and um, Adam West did not, either did not want to do it or could not do it. But he first tried to get him, get them to cast him as Batman. Well, you got it. <laughs> I, lo- I love that I guess that you missed moxie. 100% of the shots Exactly. I love that moxie. That's pretty good. Um, okay, so I'm going to play for you this first one, which I think was the first in the campaign. And again, I think it's called Batcave. And you're going to see Alfred, your Alfred, my Alfred, right. our Alfred. Good evening, Batman. Alfred. I've stepped up safety in the Batmobile, sir. Really? Should a villain steal it, someone will track it. If your airbag goes off, an advisor will assist you. If you're stranded, satellites will help locate you. And where have you put all these things? Just press the OnStar button, sir. Well done, Alfred. My pleasure, sir. OnStar, how can I help you, Batman? And then Batman grins at the end. Okay, a couple of things. One YouTube commenter said... You never hear Alfred call him Batman. He would have said... Sir, Lord, Master Wayne. Master Wayne. But my favorite YouTube comment at all was the person who points out, did Batman just call OnStar for no reason at the end of the commercial? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's driving out of the Batcave. Everything's fine. And he's just like, oh, want to see how this works? <laughs> Um, astute observations on this particular the rare astute observation on a YouTube comment Um, I will say that that the setting in that commercial which was clearly spent they spent some money on and the and the original Alfred or you know Mm -hmm. our Alfred really really makes it feel like the Michael Keaton Batman Mm -hmm. and no offense to Michael Keaton, who I think was a great Batman, but the, this dude uh, is actually like I think got a better Batman jaw. He's got a pretty good jaw. He's got a great Batman jaw. By the way, you point out how good the set is. You know where this was shot? The original set on the Warner Brothers lot. Nice. I don't know if it was the original set because this is two thousand. I don't know if they just had the set around. Yeah. You know, but um, by the way, uh, this series of six. Spots were directed by two different directors, Vincent Ward, who did Alien 3 and What Dreams May Come, and uh, Andrew Davis did some. He did Above the Law, Under Siege, and The Fugitive. Like, you know. Some credits. You know, some credits Alien 3 and What Dreams May Come were garbage. Uh, I've never seen Alien 3 and What Dreams May Come. Isn't that a, uh, is that a Robin Williams thing? Yeah. Yeah, so obviously I haven't seen that. Um, No offense. Okay, so I want to play this one for you with your boy Booger in it, uh, playing the Joker. Like, that one we just saw is a pretty basic one. These other ones are action-packed. And this one is a chase scene between... Are they like... Is it like a whole cohesive story? 
I don't think so. Like, do, is like is there a narrative arc between all of them? Right. Not that I know of. These okay. are the only two that I've watched. This is how you exterminate a bat. This is Karen Boyd from OnStar. I got a signal your airbag went off. Should I of course send it's for an a ambulance? Karen. Everything's fine. Send at least a fourth and mail. I'll contact them right away. He'll never learn. I can't exactly tell what happens to the Joker at the end there. He just sort of spins out and like has and some... He's, he's trapped. It doesn't look like Booger, but... That, if that is really... If that is the Curtis Armstrong... It really, it can kind of hear him. I can hear the voice, and it sounds like Me him. Me too. Yeah, yeah. But like the, he has some major prosthetics on his face because it looks nothing I think like so. him. But the voice is. It also looks him. nothing like the Jack Nicholson. It looks right. like the. It's like comic the book. comic book Joker. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, I found that whole story fascinating. Yeah, that's the, really interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, really, we should power out there, but I, I want to pay off that little. Uh, <laughs> That well, let's not. That little bit of audio that I um, played at the beginning. Have All you right. watched this uh, This vintage? This is from the 1960s. This is a Batmobile toy. I mean, we could Batman Mobile. Batman, Batman Mobile toy. Um, we could have gone on forever just about all the different toys. Yeah. And we kind of avoided we, I wanted that. to... Sometimes I want to like... Got you. Got to put some kind of like constraint on yourself. Otherwise, you don't. You know, it could be anything. But yeah, we were trying to look at products that were more like a tie-in than just like expressly to, you know, prom- to promote the movie itself. Right. But I did want to play this one because I, I don't know. I kind of stumbled on it, and it's not like an action figure toy. This is from the '60s, and it's actually like a little car that you can sit in as a child. Oh it's yeah, a Batman mobile. <laughs> Comes complete with backing. No batteries needed, ever. Just back up to wind the powerful spring motor. Set the brake. Release and... Holy blast off! Away you go! In your very own Batmobile by Mark. That, now that's that is of, a cool-ass toy. Is it not? Yeah. So like and I bet it's built solid, too. Yeah, because of the era? Because of the era, yeah. So in case you couldn't tell what he was talking about there, like imagine the kind of like a toy car that you would maybe, you know be the size of your hand as a little kid like, a, like the barbie jeep well no i was going to oh. say like for an example of how how the power works on this thing you, you have those certain cars where you you pull them back across the floor with your hand and it builds up the spring power and then you let it go and it right. shoots this is like a big version of that yeah. that you actually sit kind of in slash on i mean you couldn't put anybody larger than like a three-year-old in there right it's very small but then you can like kind of back it up you build up the spring and then you can just Pull up this handbrake and hold on to it until you're ready to Probably go. Then you let that thing go. AF. And you just, boom, you yeah. just shoot. Like, that's pretty great. Yeah, toy, um, toys were great back it, then. I won't play this because it's not probably worth it. And I know that I'm a kind of one note when it comes to these things. But I did come across. I wanted to see what are the newest bat toys that are being sold and what are the commercials like. And there is one for uh, the Wayne Manor Bat Cave. The name of the commercial is Help Batman Save Wayne Manor from the Joker. And it's just like one of those toy setups with action figures and stuff. But what I liked about it was it's just two kids playing with their action figures going bam, 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 bam. Actually, do you want me to play it for you? And What Batman does this tie in with? Like the 
Affleck Batman? Well, don't forget, if it's a toy, I don't think it always has to be connected to a movie. I mean, Batman exists outside of the movies. So Batman just is just a... regular old, like... This is just a Mattel um, toy with action figures. You know, they're always... Like, you can just go buy a Superman action figure, I'm sure, from Mattel yeah, right so. now. I just am surprised that they're advertising it. All right, you talk me into it. I'll play it. Batman, help! The Joker broke into the Imaginex Batcave. Not on my watch. Think you quick... All right, not a lot to say there, but I was glad to see that they're still making these dorky yeah, commercials with but I, two little kids. I am going to say that I think this is tied in, although it didn't really? explicitly say it. It's tied into like some cartoon version that is currently airing. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Because it's a very stylized like Harley Quinn and Joker that I think are connected to an animated series that's like currently airing. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Just so you know, this is inactive right now. It's from 2018, and you can see in the small print that it's DC Super Friends copyright and all related characters. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for sharing that. Well, I think I did everybody a favor. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind. So let's fire up the Batman mobile, go to a taco stand and eat some feelings, okay? Okay, I just, I think it's Batmobile. Batman mobile. Batmobile. That's what I said, Batman mobile. You're putting the man, there's no man, it's just Batmobile. Batman mobile. Batmobile. Drop the man. Batman mobile. Batmobile. Batmobile. <laughs> Sorry. I had to try to get that in there one way or another. I love that clip. Uh, that is from, uh, is it The New Girl or just New do, Girl? Just New Girl. Just New Girl. It's Jess. Just, just drop the the. <laughs> That's what I said. The new girl. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm all over the place. I'm destroying the show today. Let's uh, uh, hear from the ad council here. Um, yeah, let's hand it over to somebody who's paying attention. Yeah, okay. So this is from Robert in Sammamish, Washington. He had an, not a G, but an admonishment for us. He wants to know, have you seen the somewhat new TV commercial for Seattle's Woodland Park Zoo? I have not been successful in finding a link to it. Neither Same. were we. Yeah. Both of us looked independently and quite, for quite some time, actually, and I have not seen it. I, I'd like to keep an eye out Woodland for Park it. Woodland Park Zoo, why do you have a channel on YouTube, but you don't put your commercials on it? Exactly. I was there, too. I wonder if they're not proud of this one, because uh, as Robert says, the ad appears to be targeting the younger demographic, which makes sense given that this age group is more likely to believe that zoos are outdated and not in the best interest of the animals. And of course, the Woodland Park Zoo, for those in this area, know that they had a real issue with the way they were caring for their elephants several years back. It was quite controversial. Uh, That's me, Andrew Walsh, saying that, by the way. Um, Now, going back to the letter, in the opening scene, a young, hip couple, no kids, right out of central casting, female with nose piercings and a guy with arm tattoos, is sitting at a table in their moderately upscale house or apartment. She receives a phone call. You don't hear the voice. And then she says to her partner, they want to meet at the zoo. The guy then promptly replies, what's at the zoo? And here's where the ad fails for me. The guy's tone of voice and inflections when he says, what's at the zoo, is just as condescending and tone deaf as the girl in the what's a computer ad. 
Uh, From that point on, the commercial turns into a montage of scenes of what you can do at the zoo. However, at this point, I'm just hoping that the couple will fall into the tiger pit. I'm curious to see if anyone else in the Ad Council has had a similar reaction to this local commercial. I'm uh, one of the last holdouts that is not on Facebook, so please feel free to post this on the group page if you think it's worthy of discussion. Love the show. Yeah, if anybody has seen this and can like actually grab it in some way, um, please share it with us. I'd love to see it. Yeah, um, But no, I haven't seen it, but I thought it was worth sharing. Because that does sound terrible. Yeah, and it just sounds like um, sort of lazy writing too. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I, you know, I'd love to see it and 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 weigh in. And just don't start with. I mean, that goes back to one of our earliest, earliest episodes. What are you apologizing for? Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge fan of the zoos. I know what they're apologizing for, but just don't. Unless yeah. you absolutely have also, to. It's that's what I mean about lazy writing. Is what's at the zoo? What do you mean what's at the zoo? Yeah, we all know what's at the zoo. Now, my guess is they why probably, the zoo. Ew, probably, the, ew, the zoo. <laughs> they probably show like, you know, they have nights at the zoo, concerts at the zoo. I'm sure they show sure, more than just Sure, it's not the... just animals. Zoos, we're not just animals anymore. <laughs> There's a tagline for you. The zoo, we do have rats. <laughs> Actually, that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be kind of great, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, that's all I got. What do you have from the Ad Council? Well, this was a post that was on the Facebook group. It's from listener Leslie, who just writes... Why is Kraft using an Enya song in mac and cheese ads? And I, I just saw this. That's a good question. It's a good question. I saw this on the Facebook group and I was like, what? Because I couldn't picture it. And it is a little jarring or it's like a weird, it's a weird thing. I see what they're going for because they have a whole campaign of this. There's three or four of these that are the exact same structure of the ad with the, with the same Enya song. I'm going to play it for you. Have you played it in a minute here? But... Basically, there's a moment in a family of chaos, like kids are being loud and fighting and not wanting to eat dinner or fighting with their siblings or whatever. And then they sit down to mac and cheese and suddenly it's who can, you know, it's, it's oh, the only okay. time. Right. Okay. It's the, and, and I mean, and Enya does have that. So like, they're using it knowingly. They're using it knowingly. But it is like I think of that song as like so sad and like it's really like a melancholy feel. So I get what they're going for that's peaceful, but I wonder if they could have maybe chosen like, I mean, you know, what about Orinoco Flow? Like, I don't know. Like, is there a different like song that would like have the peaceful feeling without like this slightly sad tone, which I think is maybe Uh what I'm guessing here, uh, listener Leslie, but that may be what you're reacting to. So I haven't seen this, but it looks like we have a a family of three at a table. It starts with a family of three, a a mom and dad and a daughter, and they're first are running around and the daughter's saying she's not hungry. I'm not hungry! You're having one more bite. No! One more bite! Suddenly they're at dinner. It's all very like, you know, slow motion... Calm, beautiful light. Craft. Everybody's For happy. Oh wow, that's a shorty too. So they, yeah, they're all they, real shorties. They to, yeah, get a lot in there. Here's another one. It looks like similar. It's like an exasperated dad with a little daughter. With maybe two, I think with two daughters. Yeah. Amazing, honey. It happens too fast. Yeah, I wish they would give us a little bit more of the story to like. I mean, they really impress upon you the amount of chaos, but I think mm-hmm. they could do more to like make the parents' exasperation and tiredness feel uh, very real. Um, and I do think that the choice of the song was like just like one click off. Hmm. So, Leslie, thank you for bringing that to my attention. I had not seen that. 
and now I don't watch. I like. I think I miss a lot of TV for parents. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I was thinking about those Batman Mobile commercials um, for OnStar. You know why? If those were at all, now a we big just really deal, say Batman Mobile. I know. <laughs> um, if uh, if if those were a big deal and we missed out on it, two thousand was the year that you and I had no television, right? So that's mm. a huge. I mean. I really didn't have it kind of through college and stuff. I mean, I think we maybe got our television in 2004. We started getting cable. Yeah. yeah, To be clear, I've always had a television in my home. Yeah, we would watch DVDs and stuff. God, I forgot we lived like that. For a long time, actually. (laughs) Um, So now the last piece of feedback we have from the Ad Council was somebody who wanted to just kind of... I would say kind of clarify and add some extra information to something that I said on the show last week. I would not call this a correction. Okay, I would call this, we regret the error, Andrew edition. See, I would not. I would call it I This is from DDH, oh, and he says, context. he says, oh, by the, so last week, um, you had a, a game for me to play where you would play a commercial, and I had to guess if it was for a real product or if it was a fake oh, commercial. Oh, right, yeah. And you played one that really did sound real to me until... Um, the one of the characters used the word anus and I knew it was fake but I guessed that it was real before we got to that point it was from Hamlet 2 uh, and the actor was Steve Coogan can we play a little bit of it it was for a um, a personal massager that you wear on your fingertip right? right has back pain got you bent over do painful headaches drive you crazy does traveling have you twisted in knots then you need Fuzuoku 9000 the pocket sized personal massager Fuzuoku 9000 is smaller than a business card yet powerful enough to send 9000 penetrating waves per minute 9000 waves of vibration per minute you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so this, everything, ex- as I, and you told me that was a fake product. And I, so I did not get the point in that quiz. No, I said it was a fake commercial. Well, it is a real commercial that has had some fake stuff inserted. All the Steve Coogan stuff is fake. Everything else is from this ad. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's a real commercial it's that they just. It's a real commercial with a fake actor. Okay, so is this the real commercial here? This is here? the real one. Okay. And it's all the same footage except for the Steve Coogan bit. Oh, I didn't realize that when I was oh, trying to defend myself. You? I thought you were going to tell me it's a real product because I did... It is also a real I product. I did go on Amazon and I... That's before clearly the a show. sex toy, by the way. Yeah, I know. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely used for sexual purposes. Yes. Um, and I knew that they sold it on Amazon with this brand name, but... Honestly, part of me was like, well, maybe after this fake commercial, they just started like somebody was like, well, I'll just sell this dang thing. But no, this <laughs> makes a lot more sense. So it was a real commercial. And it's like a just, real infomercial type like, oh, you know, like, thanks, Obama. They kind just of, cut you know. Coogan into it. Yes. Okay. As back pain got you bent over, do painful headaches drive you crazy? Now, I guess the question I'll be interested in seeing here is, did they just edit him in or did they replace somebody? They replaced somebody during the part where he says headaches. You see him instead of the real, the actress. Fukuoku is smaller than a business card, yet powerful enough to send 9,000 penetrating waves per minute. See, I thought for sure the 9,000 penetrating waves was a joke because it sounds so aggressive. Keep going. A massage feels good. Add Fukuoku and it's 9,000 times better. Now relieve headaches, eye strain, neck, and back pain. With Fukuoku, I just touch where the pain is. My head, my neck, my back, and the pain's gone. 
I just love it. Fukuoku comes with three stimulation tips. Each one applies a unique feeling for the utmost pleasure. You'll also receive this step-by-step massage guide. All for only- At the end, you see, or in that last shot, you saw a couple laying in bed, and she's got it on her finger, and she's touching her husband with it, but just around the temples. Right. And then there's a, this hideous little pouch that it comes in. Yeah, you can wear it on your hip like it's a, like it's a cell phone, and you're a dad. So I would like my ding. No. What? No. I demand a ding. Mm, I'll give you the bell. You can ding it yourself. Here. I will. Fine. All right, fine. How you feel now? Better. I got my ding. You, can you don't. You don't anything. confer the points. The bell confers the points. You can sell it wasn't even really a quiz. It was a quiz list. What? It was just- we are, wow. You are really rewriting history. Oh, uh, I just was thought it was a, a joke about a, a real commercial. And uh, it wasn't even a quiz. And we weren't even making a podcast. <laughs> and you don't even live here. And stop coming here. I've asked you not to. You keep it up. And you won't <laughs> live here anymore. <laughs> um... <laughs> Honestly, I in my head that was like a, it wasn't like I didn't feel like that quiz was canon quiz for us. It was a little quizlet what? with six little questions. It was just a way of me somehow trying to justify and spread that the real thing, which was those bonkers Jordash commercials. Which I will say, I got a very enthusiastic text message from our friend Celine Ramadan, aka yes. prom queen. Did she contact you about that too? She con- via Facebook, yes. She was just like. I have watched this one, the, the one with the old man on the skateboard, a hundred times. It's great. Okay. Anyway. Um, Come okay. have fun and check it out. If you have not seen the, the bonkers Jordash ads that apparently Andrew constructed an elaborate ruse to share with me, go to the Facebook group. Join the Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. Um, you can email us at after these messages show at Gmail, and you can call us at 607 444 wasn't canon. Like you would be too if you had the juice now. Hey yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google, Verizon. They all spies, and I'm Pisces rising. And you ain't Hoover, you suck.